Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hello, my friends. This is Virginia. Before we head into today's podcast, I want to let you know about a few offers from V. Labasi Transformational Coaching. The first is a three-card oracle reading. This is a half-hour session that I'm offering free of charge. The second is a half-hour coaching session, also at no cost, if you're curious about the process and want to try it out. And the third is a new group program, Reclaim Your Power, that begins May 1st. For more information, you'll find the links to all three of these in the show notes. Get a spot for yourself and be sure to share this with someone you know who might also be interested. And as always, thank you so much for your support. Let's go listen to the podcast. This is episode 53. Today, V and Pam continue our discussion about navigating crisis, talking about what it feels like to ride the waves of weariness that begin to roll in once we've managed the crisis itself. Pushing ourselves through a crisis requires an exceptional amount of energy and focus, even when we practice taking care of ourselves in that time. As the situation resolves and the demands simmer down, our physical bodies can remind us just how much energy we've burned, and we can feel drained and weary. Pam and V share some insights about nurturing ourselves in this tender time. We recognize that this kind of fatigue takes more than a couple of days rest and offer a few suggestions for being gentle with ourselves. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. It's one of those mornings. Yep, I hear that. Yes, yes. It's I just I just felt instantly like I could take that deep breath because I've been running around all morning already and it's still before nine o'clock here my time. Yeah. Um so and maybe holding your breath a little. I've been holding my breath. That is exactly mm-hmm. right. And so as soon as I saw you, I was like I can breathe. <laughs> I can settle. Oh, yeah. I can pause. I can just be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of breathing. Are you feeling that too? Oh, yes. <laughs> Very much so. So how are you being today? Um, you know, I'm going to describe myself as uh, a bit weary and I can mm. feel it all in my body. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I, I, I don't feel any like distress or anything big. It's just this sort of underlying creeping in this of weariness that's mm-hmm. been that's been coming and I didn't want it <laughs> like I have control over that um yeah I know oh, I lo- funny. That, like 
I feel like I'm in fifth grade. Uh, fifth, I'm five years old and I have my hands on my hips. I don't want this. <laughs> That's not fair. That's right. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I'm, I, I hear you feeling weary and it sounds as though you are like your defenses are down and not in a way of willingness, not in a way of um, practicing vulnerability, but in a way of, mm -hmm. oh, I'm depleted. And I may not have what it takes to keep this out of my body, or I may not have what it takes to, to uh, bounce back from this quickly. Uh, yes, and I, I think I thought I was muted, and I just coughed a lot, and so I don't know if that is I didn't here. hear it. I saw it, okay. but I didn't hear it. Yes, because I was trying to mute myself. Um, yeah, just this, uh, just this like low-grade weariness of, I think it's life, you know, I don't, hmm. I don't feel ill. Mm -hmm. It's more of that like deep down bone tired, and, and what's weird is, it just is a regular Tuesday and I wasn't like this maybe maybe 10% yesterday, but it just sort of like a big wave over me uh, yep. as I was getting up this morning. Yeah, like, yeah, It's a regular Tuesday within a couple of months of dealing yeah. with a huge yeah. emotional yeah. unpacking and upheaval and deep dive intensity and there you go. our bodies hold what they can until they cannot. Um, so I, may I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. What are you going to do to take care of yourself for the rest of this week? How are you going to ease this burden on your body? Yeah. yeah. Well, just waking up this way and sort of feeling this way, I know that uh, I'm going to... Um, drink a lot of fluids. That's one of mm. my go-tos. I'm, I'm good at that. Like it's automatic, but I also, I know the value in that. Um, and <laughs> coincidentally, what, I don't know what day, uh, maybe on Saturday or Sunday, I stocked up on some little ginger shots, which are my magic elixir. And uh, I didn't take one yesterday. And, and so I haven't, I haven't actually been to the fridge yet this morning so um but I will right after this that's very that's like a practical help but the psychological value of that practical help is enormous enormous because it feels like I'm doing something for myself and it it's the thing that really works for me um so like practically speaking yes I'm going to drink a lot of fluids and I'm going to have my ginger shots and um and then uh the the my big my big thing is just not going to push it. So um, as it turns out, I have a day off during the week earlier than usual this week. So that's actually a wonderful thing that I accidentally planned. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's helpful. So on Thursday, today's Tuesday, by the way, uh, I just, I kind of have a day off. So um, because I'm working Friday, so I, I, I can, I can really um, not push it and then get, you know, get rest. But um, I also will put myself to bed early, which is also very helpful. Um, 
and like I said, this is this doesn't feel like illness, um, but I have some symptoms of illness. Um, but it just feels like it's the release of the last really year, and then the intensity of the last couple months. And you know, I haven't shared like all details about everything, but I just uh, I've maybe I've shared earlier in other podcasts that. I have a dad who's 86 and a stepdad who's 92, and I'm kind of the number one daughter for both. And so, um, <clears throat> only daughter, by the way, but uh, mostly for both, only child, by the way. I'm thinking, oh, wow, actually, yeah, it's down to me. So, um, but there are others involved on both sides, so I'm not alone. Um, but the But the heart responsibility that I feel, that that is that is a twenty four seven, not doesn't sleep sort of um, clock or reminder in my head about where they're at in life, which then makes me think about where I'm at in life. <laughs> yeah. So yes, to all of it. <clears throat> yeah, weary. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot in that word, weary. Yeah. I. May I make an observation? Yes. As you were talking about this upcoming week, you said you kind of have a day off. What would it take for you to shift to, I am taking Thursday off? Yeah. Well, that, I I love that you caught me with that because uh, here's the balance with this weariness. I'm a pusher. Like I'm going to push the limits of my capacity whenever I think I can get away with it. And I don't really ever get away with it, but, but I, indeed, but I, but I, but I feel like, so, so I think I was hedging my bets. Like I'm kind of off on Thursday. Well, the truth is I'm off on Thursday because I'm fully working Friday and so, um, yes, I think the, uh, I think that that just, that just sort of helped me to see my own like blind spot, which is I keep pushing things. Um, I do not, I'm saying this for myself 100%, I do not have to be a superhero. I do not have to be a super daughter. <sighs> I do not have to be superhuman. <laughs> I get to be someone that has needs and wants and that also uh, my body is telling me very dramatically you've you're beyond your limit stop pushing that's where i'm finding myself today hallelujah yeah hallelujah that you recognize it hallelujah that you know it for what it is hallelujah that you can hear yourself i can hear myself (laughs) <laughs> those are all steps yeah. in the process right yeah, yeah as a recovering pusher myself so funny <laughs> not in a not in a jokey way but in like a synchronicity way because you know I love a good synchronicity yeah um I just wrote a post last night about um power versus a desperation versus power I've been writing these posts about one and the other And last night's said, forcing brings up desperation, allowing brings up power. 
uh, is this on Instagram? Because I need yes. to, <laughs> I, need to <laughs> I need to like set a reminder and read that. Can you just say it again for me? Yes, I will. Forcing brings up desperation. Allowing brings up power. So I'm just hearing, sitting with it. Yeah. <laughs> hearing you say, I'm not going to force it means that you have made it a conscious choice rather than a knee-jerk reaction or rather than an automatic, like even a deeper than a knee-jerk reaction, like an automatic reptilian brain, like breathing response, right? Those are the people who are not those are the mindsets of people who are not even aware that they are jumping every time somebody moves or startles them. It's a, I'm not describing it well, but, um, well, it's autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you are describing it well. Like I, I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, I don't know where this need to push comes from, but it is, it is, it is, I do. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe I'm saying that naively, but it's like, I think it's so to my core that, that it's, it's its own force. And, uh, it, it is, I mean, I'm going to say, at least 50% better than it, than it had been my whole life. Um, but it was such a force that that 50% is a whole lot. And at times it's like, it, at times it's very little, but, but when, and we've been talking about crisis and intense times when crisis comes up in intense times, I just think that like, it's so primal and everything kind of just is shed and you're, 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 automatically operating and whatever comes up first just happens and there's not a lot of time to stop and analyze it there's no time and there's no there's no energy to do that it's more about like get to the next step and that's the you know that's what this is I've been in that what's the next thing what's the next thing I've had to be I've had to push oh wow I've had to push for the last really since you know end of last year so I've been pushing a direction in, in, in things with, you know, this person in my life and trying to be a support and help because it's absolutely necessary. And I, I've been on like push autopilot. (laughs) That's where I've been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thanks for saying that word. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to kind of dredge it up. (laughs) Um, This Uh, is highly familiar to me, highly relatable. Um, And I, there's so much here. (laughs) There's so much here. Um, The body keeps the score. Number one is what I want to say. The body keeps the score. Our brains, so this is kind of the rebound effect, right? Our brains recognize that there's a crisis our minds jump into and our bodies jump into action they work together in tandem in a really nice pairing we give the mind a hard time i know i give the mind a hard time and talk about how it tells us things that aren't true and it's always chattering and we can't shut it off and all those things the mind also is brilliant the mind helps us think of 
what other options there are. The mind helps us engage with resources so that we can find the right fit, right? Without our minds, we'd struggle a lot. At the same time, um, so the, not at the same time, so the mind and the body work together in a crisis to get us through. And then we come out the other side and our mind goes, wow, that was really something. And our body is just <laughs> kind of staggering and clutching the wall or clutching the railing to keep, you know, to stay upright. Um, sometimes that's what it can feel like. And there has to be kind of a, because that intensity was so high in the pairing of the mind and body, I feel like there has to be a separation, not a separation. Each aspect of us, I feel like, needs time to process in its own way. And when we push, we are denying ourselves of that essential reset. Because the pendulum swings all the way to the extreme, right? And eventually it has to come back. And if we are not paying attention, if we are not tuned in with ourselves, it swings back to the other extreme. And the other extreme is another crisis, only it might be with us, within yeah. ourselves, right? It might be oh, a crisis yeah. of illness or a crisis yeah. of injury or a crisis of exhaustion or a crisis of lack of capacity. I mean, it. Not, uh, it might be, it is it all is. those it things, is. a lack it of is. capacity. Yeah. We get pushed to our, to our literal limits in a crisis yeah. and we either come out the other side or we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and coming out the other side is, uh, is a Herculean effort and requires, not requires, uh, I think demands it doesn't demand, it deserves, there we go, deserves our recognition. Holy cats, I made it through that. How badass am I? <laughs> and not like, ah, I'm the biggest badass on no, the block, no, but holy cats, yeah. I did something that I, in the middle of, was like, what am I doing and how am I doing it? Yeah. And I did it. And it was hard and it was challenging and it was difficult and it sucked and I cried a lot and I ate too much ice cream and I leaned on people and I made it through and I made it through with them and I couldn't have without them. I deserve a moment. <laughs> they deserve my applause. They deserve my adoration. I need to let them know how much they mean to me. This is when it, the rebound starts to come back, right? And our mind is thinking all these things and our body is just like, I agree with you and could you hold on for just a few minutes because I just got to catch my breath. So there becomes a, an yeah. asynchrony, right? Yeah, Where there's an happening. imbalance. And the imbalance is like, oh, and we can either keep pushing and the imbalance gets greater I'm sure you're familiar with that. I'm familiar with that, where all of a sudden we're oscillating at this huge frequency and it's like moments before we lose our balance. That's when the next crisis pops up. Anytime we catch it before that point, 
we're winning because we're like, oh, this is going to lead me into something else if I'm not aware. What can I do to reset myself? What can I do to dial it back a little bit? How can I care for myself right now so that my nervous system comes back down to earth, so that my body gets the rest and the nourishment that it needs, so that my mind has space and time to process before I have to take the next step, right? Because there's always a next step. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking deep breaths with you. And I mostly had my mic off because I was saying, yes, yes. Oh, yes. And that too. Um, Yeah. This this so so I'm stepping back in in this weird way almost with hearing your words and hearing my own words of oh okay so there's like multi-layers here the first layer was that I had to push for a long time and that push button sort of got stuck in the pushing mode so I need to unplug the machine so it'll reset itself exactly Um, right and then and then the good news was that I during the crisis I was automatically taking care of myself and there was like a real support going on I see you dancing the happy dance for me (laughs) I there was some real support going on in the moments and so I thought that was my taking care of myself. That was all I needed to do. And, and then when I got kind of back to things, I took it slowly. Um, but here's the second layer, and there's probably a third and a fourth. That's not enough. And I, that's where my internal pushing myself uh, comes up as if I don't have the right to take the time I need and the space I need. Like literally my, my little five-year-old brain says, you can't fall apart because someone has to be in charge. And, and, and I can see other people in charge by the way now, but I still feel like I'm the five-year-old that I'm supposed to be in charge. And so what I feel like is, is it's that, that pendulum swing. I really haven't given myself enough space and time because the crisis is over and things are going well. Um, But I need the space to recover on a much deeper level than I think I ever realized. And that it's not just a couple days off way back when that is going to do this because I will tell you, and you know this from our conversations the emotional load of this was a thousand times greater than the physical load and the physical load was exhausting. (laughs) So the emotional load was, is, and was the thing that really drained my energy. And so one of the things that I did to give myself some space and support was that last Monday, a week and a week or so ago, I got a massage and things were so tight in my neck and back from all of this that he said, uh, you know, we're, we're not even close to being back at baseline yet. So you may want to come in a couple more times and we'll, we'll work all this out. So 
I'm, I'm connecting the dots here, V, but last night I got my second one, and he said to me, this will release some toxins, and you might start to feel sick, <laughs> so I'm going to try to walk that line with you and not, not make it too much, but you really have a lot of tension, and so um, just drink a lot of water and take care of yourself. Um, so there's a little bit of this, the physical release that I'm actually getting help for is also bringing everything up and out, which is a good thing, and I'm feeling it. And it's also the accumulation of a real year of being off and on, off and on in crisis mode and in caretaker mode and in uh, I'm, I'm, number, I'm number eight on the list, right? So, um, yeah. I would say two years of crisis because this... There you go. We have all as a globe, as a planet been dealing with this constant uncertainty and low to medium underlying layer of fear and anxiety for the past two years. So I would venture to say that each of us is already low resourced. And then to deal with your individual intense crisis Come, I mean, we were talking for months before about how 70 is the new 100. Ah, ha, 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 70% is my new capacity. You know, I'm down 30%, but I'm close to 70, so I'm still winning. That's real. We joke about it, and it's real. And so coming from that place, already kind of in the lower category of resource and having to draw from those like deep, deep, deep into the reserves, like scraping the edges of the barrel to be like, come on, I just got to, I just got to pull it through this one more time and then I'll, I'll do something to put even a little more back in the barrel. It's no joke. And um, you you said the emotional load is much heavier than the physical and that you're, you have to keep pushing because your five-year-old self was saying to you, you can't fall apart. Somebody needs to be in charge. May I make an observation? Absolutely. I trust you completely. Your five-year-old is looking for a functional adult in the midst of this chaos. So what is she looking for? What characteristics is she looking for? And how could you give those nurturing characteristics to yourself right now? Yeah, I have been thinking a lot about her throughout all of this. It's been interesting that, um, I'm going to come back to your question, but just to acknowledge this, the five-year-old part of myself, which is very much alive and uh, very much a part of me, but throughout this whole thing, I felt so connected to that five-year-old self. And for the most part, um, she's been well taken care of these last 15 years, um, but somehow all of this kind of fell to her. And so uh, I think that the, I, I, it's, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I did during all of this is I went to therapy 
and that's been helpful. And I do think there's more to explore there. So to answer your question, I do think that I have been thinking about continuing that conversation, but I haven't done anything about it. So I think you're asking me that because I already know what to do. <laughs> and and uh, I have a fantastic person that, you know, can help me. So uh, I do think that, I think basically that, that very familiar line, attention must be paid. I don't know where that even comes from, but it's something out there. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot, but attention must be paid to her because what I understand is her needs are not being met and she's being overloaded. And yes, she is me. And so I'm talking about this sort of outside myself, but I think my five-year-old has always had to be the functioning adult. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And what she really needs is to play and skip and sing and draw. That's what I love to do at five years old and not worry about the household or Uh, you know, my teacher at school, somehow I was so in tune with them always. Like, are they okay? Do I need to do anything to make them feel better? Yeah. All of that stuff, you know, it was just constant. And so um, she just needs to play and like I said, run and skip and find, you know, find her true joyful self because that's who she is. Yeah. And she doesn't, she, she hasn't had that for now way too long. Yeah. Yeah. That's who she is and that's yeah. who you are. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Mhm. Big stuff and deep stuff and good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There's a um in any significant life transition like this, there's a relief when we're through the other side because there's so much heavy lifting to do in the middle, like everything feels heavy. Everything feels like climbing Mount Everest. Everything feels like making our way through the maze in the dark with no golden thread to follow. Is this a dead end? Is this going to lead me where I need to get? How do I know? I don't know. I just have to keep going. Um, There's such a relief when that period of uncertainty comes to a close. And there's also, there can also be, there often is, a period of mourning, a period of grief, not for, not for, oh, I'm so sad that, I mean, there is a sadness because it's such a big transition, but also just, we can't maintain having a foot in both worlds. We have to say no eventually in order to fully say yes. Does that make sense? We can no longer say, well, maybe it'll all be okay when we see that it's not. We have to start saying, okay, it's not going to be okay. So what can I do now to get ready for that? And it may be not okay in six months. It may be not okay in six weeks, but it's coming. So we kind of, we can kind of take a proactive and still we're never ready. When I was pregnant for our older son, I had stacks of books around me all the time because I was determined that I was going to nail it. I was going to be the best pregnant woman who ever gave birth to a baby ever. And I got all ready 
and I knew exactly how it was going to happen and I had it all written out and planned and coordinated. No, <laughs> no. It happened until it didn't and everything turned out fine, but there were things that really were not even in my radar. And this, I'm not comparing our stories. I'm simply saying that we can believe we're ready for something joyful, something sad, whatever it is, that monumental type of life-changing shift. We can try to prepare ourselves and we're never 100% ready. Um, I was also never 100% ready when either of my parents passed away, although it wasn't a surprise to anybody. Um, and that's, that's where being fully resourced is helpful. That's where having a practice is helpful. That's where having a support network is helpful. And all of those pieces, as we put them into place from our conscious choosing to create that space for ourselves, we build the safety net. We build the container for ourselves so that when something unfolds that's intense, we have that we have that space and still coming out the other side, we have to remember, I'm sorry, we don't have to remember. It's helpful to remember that it takes more time to process it and that it's helpful to create space for ourselves and just be gentle the way that yeah. we would. And we've said this before too, yeah. the way that we would with the people we love the most. Yeah. Oh yeah. That as you were sharing, I was thinking, yeah, I did, kind of all the things in a good way and then here's the part that I kind of forgot which is what you just said at the end it's it's going to take time and and I have been sort of treating this like a work project of I'm managing it so I must be done because I'm yeah. at the end yeah all I've, taken care I've, of I've turned it all in and it's all going well like I got an A plus um for for the results and but but I'm being really non-emotional about my own recovery time that's the part that I forgot I forgot to I forgot the unknowns of how you know feeling prepared is one thing and then there's just a whole lot of release and a lot of that is grief and a lot of it is you know I've I'm able to start to let go of the 24 seven worry. Uh, and so what I forgot and you're reminding me of, and I'm saying to myself right now too, is I don't have to control this recovery time, this healing time. I don't have to be on a time frame at all. Like that's, that's the part that, that is actually getting me in trouble is trying to be done with this before I'm done with this. And I don't have to do that. Um, and so, yeah, hundred percent spot on. <laughs> Forcing versus allowing. There we go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, tell me your IG name again because I want people to look up what you posted. Oh, thank you. It yeah. is V. I'll put a link in the show okay. notes for this week, um, along with the offerings from my coaching program. So, I thank you for that. asking. Oh, absolutely. Well, another conversation that feels like it, we started five minutes ago and it's, <laughs> we're probably over our normal time, but that's okay. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for um, creating this safe and brave space that we can, 
we can share openly, both of us. And um, thank you everyone for listening, for um, sharing, for um, being a part of this. Uh, we, we appreciate you greatly. We do indeed. It is an honor to um, be to be able to have conversations in a space like this. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be with you every week, Pam. Um, I feel we are just so lucky. <laughs> we are. We are. And grateful. And yes. human. And my, I'm going to write someplace and put, I have post-its up here and there. Um, and I'm going to write, stop pushing, no need to push, something like that. No because need to push. I need a reminder for I myself. And I, I might get out my fancy pins that are colorful and make a little art on it too, because Ooh. that's what, that's what I like to do. So yeah. oh, that would be so yeah. beautiful. Your five-year-old is going to light right up. I know. She loved crayons. <laughs> oh, you can pull up a seat right next to her and get to work. Exactly. Well, I will so see you beautiful. next week. Thank you yes, so much. You oh, truly my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for such a beautiful conversation and for your willingness to share. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you again. We'll talk with you again soon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see him one day. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Pam. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you spending time with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know, and thanks for your support. Pam and V are certified coaches who love to help people remember who they're truly meant to be. To find out more about working with Pam Davis, you can contact her at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. For more information about Virginia's work, visit her website at www.vlabasi.com. That's www.vlbassi.com.